Welcome, Pewter Report readers and listeners, to another edition, a playoff victory edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by our friends over at Celsius. Scott, the Bucks, 31 to 23 winners. We were white knuckling it, Scott, but I am wondering if you, of 25 years of experience covering this team, we're white-knuckling it a little bit more than the rest of us, having seen firsthand and witnessed uh, a few buck meltdowns in your day in games that they absolutely should have won. This one would have been up there, but they did close it out. Were you nervous for a while? I, I was just because the way the defense was playing. And and I've seen unheralded quarterbacks before, uh, like Tyler Heineke, that that have played out of their mind against the Bucks' defense, not just um, – the Todd Bowles defense, not just the Mike Smith defense, not just the Greg Schiano defense, not just the Raheem Morris defense, sometimes Monty Kippen's defense too. And, uh, and we've seen that happen too many times, but uh, you know, Tom Brady and, and this offense, and we talked about it before on, on several episodes of the Peter report podcast, John, the offense is going to have to carry the way because this defense is just not good enough to win a Super Bowl, in my opinion. And I don't mean to rain on, on the Bucks parade. They did enough to beat Washington. But uh, Tyler Heineke, yes, he he's a gamer tonight, but he threw for 306 yards and a touchdown, was picked off once, uh, and that even came on a tipped pass, ran 46, ran for 46 yards and a touchdown. And, uh, you know, he's just not in the class of Drew Brees or or Aaron Rodgers and, and um, you know – or even Jared Goff, for that matter. Um, mm-hmm. So a great performance by, by Brady and the Bucks. It had to be that way. They had to carry the day. And the one positive that I will say about this Tom Brady-led offense, John, is now for three straight games, the Buccaneers have not trailed, right? Right. They've flipped the script from, yep. from 10 weeks, John, of digging themselves in a first-quarter hole, or, mm-hmm. or at least not having the lead in the first quarter, uh, to getting a lead, and then maintaining it all throughout the game. We saw yep. that against Detroit. We saw that against Atlanta. And now we've seen it against Washington. And, and the biggest difference is this Washington defense, a much better defense than we saw in, in Detroit or against Atlanta. Right. Yeah. We'll get to all that on the show. Uh, we've got lots to break down. Alex Kappa's injury. What might be next for the Bucs? The defense, the offense, which showed some really good things tonight, I think, but some red zone execution issues. We're going to cover and everything. Questions and comments, Bucks fans. Yes. And your questions. Yes. Which, by the way, we already have hundreds of comments. So we're going to try and get to as many of those as we can. Remember, if you have questions and comments, the format we'll, we'll answer. We'll answer whatever we can tonight and address as many points as we can tonight. But remember, we have that QA show that we'll have on Monday. We'll be back on our regularly scheduled Monday show. So you can think, rewatch the game and all that and get to those too. But we've got a lot of ground to cover tonight uh, and we're going to cover it. It's going to be awesome. So thanks for sticking with us late into the night. Everything on this podcast, as always, energized by our friends over at Celsius. Well, John, what do you got there tonight, my friend? Oh, Scott, let me tell you about the most game-changing thing that I have right now. 
uh, coming from the Celsius line of beverages, and this blueberry pomegranate is out of this world, Scott. I mean, this is my favorite one so far. It's not close. Really? Line tearing up. I had the jackfruit before. I got yeah, that. I got the jackfruit right here. I had this today. And this is Celsius heat. Right. The heat is killer. The heat is on. And listen, even in the wintertime, with Celsius heat, whether it's the blueberry pomegranate, the strawberry dragon fruit, the cherry lime, the inferno punch, the jackfruit, the orange sickle, power through your workout with an exotic flavor of Celsius heat. And with the ingredients, in this bad boy, you're talking about key vitamins, 2,000 milligrams of L-citrulline, and 300 milligrams of caffeine. This performance energy drink is designed to increase thermogenesis and give you a boost of energy. So if you're looking to find uh, the Celsius heat line, uh, you can do so by going to the Celsius.com website, clicking on store locator, and then um, finding the nearest location to your house or address. And you can also click on the, the Celsius heat banners on pewterreport.com. They'll take you to Amazon where you can try Celsius heat or the regular Celsius line. And you can also buy them in bulk and save a lot of money. So uh, you're right, John. And you know what? I think this offense has been has been energized by Celsius, too. Um, where do we start? Let's let's start with 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 uh, with Mike Evans. Right. This yeah. guy. Yeah. With, Good place uh, to start. Good place to start. Just yeah. a Hall of Famer tonight. Playing, um, John, we were there when Mike Evans hurt his knee. We saw in the stadium him hobble, not be able to even stand up really. Right. Um, it, it looked scary. It looked like he might be out for this sure. week. As a matter of fact, in my two-point conversion last week, I predicted that he wouldn't play. Yeah, and you don't hear high. people audibly cussing and and, yes. and, <laughs> and using, you know, like in the press box when that – I mean, that's – Usually we try to all keep it pretty buttoned up and professional. But I heard yeah. people like in the rows around me just like swearing <laughs> when that was happening. Yeah. But he yeah. ends up being okay. And not only that, Scott, he comes out and what a performance. I mean, he, he clearly was, was not 100%. Yeah, and he did some great catches tonight. Yeah, he really did. And you look at, at the, the stats, he led the Buccaneers six catches, 119 yards, really closed out the game, converted some big-time third-down opportunities for the Buccaneers. And really on a night where, where Chris Godwin was was as off as I've ever seen him. Right. Evans was targeted 10 times, came up with six catches. Godwin, 12 targets, only five catches, four drops, four. Yeah, hard to even fathom. I mean, Chris Godwin is like or maybe one of the most reliable receivers in the game. I think I saw Pro Football Focus was had him with five. I, I think they gave him the drop in the end zone. I'm not sure. I have to look at that one again. Yeah where Ronald Darby kind of made a play, but I didn't realize it got through Darby off to, to look again. But anyway, right. I mean, just some rough stuff from him tonight, you know, and again, like I'm not the large sample size of Chris Godwin says he's a baller tonight. He was not. And this is why you play Mike Evans, yeah. right? Scott, people like sit Mike Evans. Don't play Mike Evans. Like, yeah. no, you got to play your best players in the playoffs. Cause you never know when somebody's gonna have a dud and AB was, you know, MIA for most of that game. And, and maybe it's him. Maybe it's not out. No, but Mike Evans was the guy, and Cam Bray were the guy. I mean, they stepped up, and they did what had to be done in this game. And without Mike Evans, you know, what happens in this game with the Bucs? I don't know, but I'm just saying you play your ballers in the playoffs. If they're good to go and there's no risk to their health to play yeah, long-term or making things worse, you play your ballers in these games because you need them. It's, it's playoff football. Yeah. All right, so let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get rid of some of the bad news here. And not, not to be a downer, but uh, Alex Kappa, Bruce Arians just told us, on the, the post-game Zoom calls, 
fractured ankle uh, out for the year. Uh, so um, th that's he, he did say they're getting another X-ray, but it looks pretty bad. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate uh, because I tell you, uh, Ted Larson uh, did not Yikes. look ready to play. Yikes, Scott. Yeah. Going back to Joe Haig, oh, Aaron Stinney has only played like 16 yeah. snaps, but he but he did pretty well on him this season. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Josh Wells, if you can move him inside. I don't know. It's uh, that, that's going to be problematic for the Bucks going forward, whether it's against the Saints line or the Rams line. Um, listen, Deron Payne's a good player, first-round pick. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he's not in the class. No. I don't think of even Michael Brockers um, or or the, the Saints guys they got up front. Uh, um, you know, certainly not Aaron Donald, right? I mean, that, that, that's right. a huge mismatch. So. That, that, that's that that's a, a a really really bad loss right there for sure. Right. I mean, and obviously it looks like the Bucks will play. I mean, we don't know how all the games will unfold. Obviously, with the so with the Saints and the Bears, we don't know how it's going to unfold. But we're assuming Saints yeah. win that game. And if that were the case, the Bucks would play the Saints the next round, and the Rams would play the Packers again. Not the matchup I would have chosen, but it's the playoffs. You got to beat right. the best teams. I mean, it just is what it is. The Bucks need to beat right. the Saints. That's a that's a that's a mile marker they need to cross in their season yeah. in their process of growth as a team. You've lost yep. twice to him. You got embarrassed, completely embarrassed. One of the most embarrassing performances of the 2020 season by any team. Yeah. Right. 38 to three. Last time you played him. You, and and if, to me, Scott, what, what stands out about that? And we'll talk more about this as we go on. Actually, actually, let me bring that point up later as to why I think that 38 to three result might actually end up being a good thing for the Bucks in this game, in this game, not in that game, obviously. Okay. But let's go back to Alex Kappa for a second and then across the offensive line because you said uh, started with Mike Evans, great place to start. Give right. him his credit and his props. He played great tonight and huge for them, and they really needed him because some other guys were struggling, like you said, with Godwin, rare struggles. And Gronk and AB didn't do much in this game. Right. But, I mean, I thought Alex Kappa was playing – um, I mean, he was playing like awesome football. Like I don't Pro Bowl level. I mean, honestly, the second half of the season, maybe. Like I'm not saying that he was better than other guys that that got into the Pro Bowl. I'm just saying like he was on the level where like in a vacuum you could consider his. I mean, that's how good he was playing. I can't yeah. believe what he's become with this team. It's it's amazing three year trajectory from being poor to average to like a really good starter. Um, so props to him. It sucks for him that he's hurt. I right. hate that for him because he's worked so hard um, to get to this point. Um, thankful, hopefully that you know it's a fracture and, and that should be a, an injury that doesn't carry over into into next season um, if there's no ligament damage or anything like that. So hopefully that's the way that it looks and he doesn't have that. But we got to move down the offensive line. They all played great except for obviously our boy Ted, um, but who might replace Leonard? It might be Ted or Theodore <laughs> this week because Leonard played great. Yeah, um, but um, man. Uh, Mark Cook not on the podcast tonight, as some of you have seen. And the rumor has it, Scott, that he actually didn't want to show up because Donovan Smith played so well. He right. wasn't sure what was going to happen on the podcast if you and I were going to put him on blast. That's just a rumor. I can't confirm or deny. Right. But I think that might be why we don't see Mark Cook on the pod here tonight. Well, I'll tell you what. Listen, uh, you know, old Buccaneer fans, uh, you know, people of, of my age, uh, or maybe even a little bit younger or older for sure, will remember – uh, the job that that Hugh Douglas had, had you know done on the Buccaneers uh, quarterbacks uh, during the Dungy years, mm -hmm. uh, working left tackles. I think it was George Hageman, you know, uh, one year. Uh, Pete Pearson, when when he replaced uh, Paul Gruber, who was out in, in I believe it was 1999 in the uh, or maybe it was 2000 in the um, uh, in the playoffs. Uh, 
but uh, they had to go ahead and get Roman Oban to to really handle Hugh Douglas mm-hmm. in the playoffs. That, I remember that, that but I that, remember him. That was the matchup that just killed the Bucks. That he was a, a game wrecker, and and Donovan Smith was awesome tonight. He really was. This was the guy. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, you talk about pass-fail grade. I mean, Donovan yeah. Smith with fans tonight, it was going to be pass-fail. And he passed with flying colors. Matter of fact, the only uh, sack that, that either tackle gave up was Tristan Wirfs, who, who just about got choked out by Montez's sweats. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was a coverage one, yeah. That was I don't think they're gonna, yeah I don't think they're gonna dock him for that but yeah yeah but uh, but Donovan Smith did a fantastic job played like the veteran I mean I did not see him lapse at all he was locked in uh, yeah. just an outstanding performance by Donovan Smith and couple, the- couple snatching traps he was whipping young yeah, down to the ground yeah. I was like I mean I mean if there was one play where he took he took a Washington uh, defensive lineman I forget who it was now and he just literally carried him five yards off the ball I mean yeah. He has that kind of physical ability, Scott, when like, honestly, when the technique is there and sometimes even when it isn't just because he's so big and powerful that he can just displace people. I mean, I've seen it all season. You know, the problem is sometimes the technique falls apart. The footwork falls apart. He's overeager, gets overextended and and falls off, slips off blocks. But man, the movement they were getting in the run game tonight, Scott, I just thought the offensive line took the game personally. You'll yep. need to take next week's game personally. 42 yards rushing tonight, John. Right. Without Rojo. Without Rojo. Yeah. Yep. And that brings us to the man, the myth, the legend, Scott. Leonard Fournette. Leonard! 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 What a performance, Scott. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am not going to lie to you. I was stunned. What is his first run? The double spin move out of tackles? Yes. I was like, what? He was hitting that circle button on the PlayStation. Unbelievable, game. dude. I literally yeah. – my wife, Britt, watches all the games. She knows all the players. She's, like, really into football, and she always yeah. has been. And, and so – and she saw that, man, and she was like, who is this guy? She was – because she watches and she knows – yeah. obviously the segments and stuff and she's watched Leonard his whole career she was like who is this guy like what is going on right now I mean that's how ridiculous it was it was just very strange um and so I uh, man I I give him credit though I mean in the passing game they finally got a screen to work if he didn't yeah. get caught from behind by Bostick on that other screen you know he was that was gonna get for a big gain mm-hmm. man I just I think he played great and they needed him to play great with Rojo out and Keyshawn Vaughn just Again, like you want to play the kid, but like Man. two fumbles, he's barely touched the ball this year. Yeah. The, the drops, like, yeah, just difficult to get him out on the field and trust him in these in these huge games. Oh, yeah. this is recorded, Raymond. This is recorded. You will be able to listen back to this. You can clip it. You can put it out on YouTube, or I'll clip it and put it out right. on YouTube. I told you all, I'd give Leonard my props. And the That's last cool. time Leonard prayed well. Yep. I wasn't able to be on the podcast because Britt's appendix. So <laughs> this week, I'm yep. telling you, Britt's not losing another organ. I'm going to be on the podcast, and I'm going to give Leonard his props on the podcast, and we're going to be able to, to yeah. show him some love because he played well tonight. Hey, listen, 19 carries, 93 yards, a 17-yard run. Um, played really smart. I just thought he played a really smart game, protected the ball, had the big touchdown uh, in the uh, third quarter. No, fourth quarter. Yeah, fourth quarter, last, last score of the game um for them and and uh and, and i i just you know catching the ball too four targets four catches 39 yards um just a, a hell of a job by leonard fournette and really you know having to like you said take the bulk of the carries there was no LaShawn mccoy rojo had a, had the quad injury so it was really up to uh up to him to to carry the load and he did you know and uh, robert farmer with the ten dollar right. super chat thank you and thank you justin earlier for your super chat 
Uh, our offense is looking good. Yeah. I was going to say a couple people coming in with, yeah, big super chats, yeah. a couple people coming in with. Appreciate y'all. Super chat function keeps us going, and it's going to get a new camera for this man right here, Mark Cook, ladies and gentlemen. Mark, first of all, awesome to have you on the podcast. Hope you're feeling well. You look great. Everything going well? Can you see if us you okay? Say, if, if you say I look great, okay, maybe you're the one that needs oh, your eyes. Suave and debonair, sir. Oh, maybe. Yeah. maybe. <laughs> well, hey, Mark, you just missed it. We were talking about how great uh, Donovan Smith and Leonard Fournette looked. No, I, I heard that. I was actually on the uh, Zoom call with Donovan and and spoke to him. He was the last player that we had tonight while you guys started the podcast. And I asked him, um, you know, what it meant to him personally to um, – to get this win, we forget, you know, we when the Buccaneers made the playoffs, we talked about Levante David and we talked about uh, Will Golson and some of those guys that have been around a long time. But uh, but here's a guy that's been around, you know, since 2015, him and Ali Marpet going in their sixth year. And, of course, Donovan was like, you know, it is it is what it is, a team game, it's our line, and it's all of us. And he didn't want to really say a whole lot about it. But, but you could tell there was some vindication. I think that he took the Chase Young – comments personally and and wanted to uh protect his quarterback and that's good because i thought he played outstanding tonight there was one play john you'll see this on film when you start breaking it down he gave uh it was in the first half i don't know i, I wish i would have marked where it was exactly but he gave chase young a shot in the chest and just just stunned i mean just stunned chase young i mean he just yep. bounced back i mean and, and that's the frustrating thing with Donovan Smith is you see games like tonight and you wish he could yeah. put that together for a 16 game season. He's going to give you, every player is going to get beat for sacks. Ali Marpet's given up a sack this year, even Tristan Wirf. So, but um, you know, you see, you see what he can do. And um, I, I think, I think, um, you know, I, we, we talked about this all off season and early in the year, you know, he's done, they'll move on from him because they don't know any guaranteed money. It's not going to be easy to go out and find a guy that, you know, uh, uh, an average to above average left tackle. And, um, you know, maybe they work something out. Maybe they don't. Who knows? But um, but I'm not I'm not against Donovan Smith returning next year, particularly if they can go to New Orleans. And and I'll just say this real quick, um, which I never say anything real quick, but I'll try. <laughs> if the, if this offensive line, the reason the Saints won those two games, to me, in my opinion, was they just dominated the line of scrimmage. If this offensive line plays, and it's going to be tough with Ted Larson in there, but if they can play as well as they have the last couple weeks, um, last three or four weeks, as far as protecting Brady, and Rojo can come back, and you know Mike Evans is a little healthier, and having Devin White. Um, it's it's not a guaranteed it's not a guaranteed Saints win. I don't believe that at all. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I mean, this is this is a Bucks offense that if you told me they would have scored thirty one points tonight, you know, I would have been like, all right, what this one was comfortable. You know what I mean? And maybe that was just a little bit too much of faith in Todd Bowles' defense, which we'll get to in a second. I want to stay focused on the offense for a little bit because right. we do have some more people to get to that we want to discuss, but. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, Donovan Smith played great, and you're right. It's not going to be easy to replace him uh, if if that's end up ends up being what they do. And so we'll, we'll we'll you know keep we'll table that conversation for now with his contract. But that's something we're going to talk about a ton, obviously, in the offseason. season. Uh, but he played great. The offensive line in general played great. I thought Brady had plenty of time. Obviously, there's going to be pressure at some points. Even Ali Marpet got beat once, and but it was a low snap from Jensen, and Brady just scoops it up and. Fires one deep to Mike Evans, and I thought, honestly, that was probably the play. And that yeah. kind of moves us into the conversation with Brady, who 
everybody fawning over Taylor Heineke, and I get it. Yeah, everybody wants to see the kid upset the goat, but right. I mean, Brady was just dealing out there like yeah. 381 yards at the end of the game, and nobody even talked about him. It's just right. so funny the kind of and season you, he's having. And more importantly, John, just no turnovers, right? The, right. Yep. the only turnover the Bucks had was Keyshawn Vaughn's fumble, and uh, you know, uh, Buccaneer Bruce asked earlier, uh, "Are we going to see him <laughs> the rest of this year?" And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that you, that, uh, I don't, that yeah. you can trust him. And and I think with Rojo coming back, hopefully next week, um, yeah. I say that without any, any insight or knowledge. Um, but if if Rojo can come back, I don't see Vaughn being active. Um, you know, it, maybe he's active, but certainly not going to get a, a role in there. But um, it, we ha- we have some people joining the, the the chat late here. Update on Kappa. Yes, it looks like a fractured ankle out for the season. Yeah, that's, that's what uh, Bruce Arians was. Scott, thinking. Scott, I want to I want to bring up one thing because I'll forget because I'm old and it's late. Sure, you, you brought up uh, a great point. You you casually said no turnovers. If if and I'm not knocking Jameis Winston. Yeah. This could no be turnovers Josh by or whatever for Brady. Yeah, if if the Buccaneers throw two interceptions in this game, they lose. They lose. Yeah, maybe even one. Yeah, right. Perhaps because it was yeah. as close as it was. So. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's so overlooked sometimes when you see the 300 yards and the three touchdown passes and those kind of things is the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over. And, um, you know, you look at that first New Orleans game, New Orleans game, two turnovers, two interceptions, I mean, and and they lose the game. I mean, um, you know, it's it's the the Rams game. Same thing. You know, the the interception to end the game. So um, you can't make you can't state enough how important it is not to give the ball away. Uh, particularly when your defense isn't playing as right. great as you would like for them to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know what? I mean, uh, we, we've got a great point here. I mean, Brady had 381 yards. How many drops did he have tonight? I mean, five. You know, BFF five. had Godwin with five. That's yeah, so I mean, four, he's, four or he's five for sure. Brady dropped a touchdown. Yeah, he's Brady, over 50 yards. Right. Brady dropped a touchdown and Leonard scored in the next play, but uh, I mean, he could have. I, I, mean, I Godwin think, dropped I think a Mike Evans should have had that deep ball as well as Mike Evans played. You know, if he lays yep. out a little bit more, he catches that ball. <laughs> He's uh, one leg, Cook. I, you know, you keep bringing it up. Listen, you know what I say to that, Scott? You're on the field. You said it about JPP in yeah, the group I, chat. I, I don't care. I don't care. You're on the field. You sure. have to perform. One leg, no leg. I mean, look, I'm performing with one eye tonight, but I'm here. <laughs> I made it. You know, you're I'm basically you, Mike Evans. I, I am breaking. I yeah. am breaking my doctor's orders by taking yeah. this patch off for this. Uh, well, that's uh, here's the thing. Oh, We're doing oh, do that, dude. The podcast from audio to video. Like, put on the friggin' eye patch. Be a well, pirate, right, but it's not a cool. This is the box it's, we cover. No it's, it's, it's not an eye patch like a pirate or, or Doctor Hook wore. You know the great seventies band because okay. seventies guy. When did you have your it's, procedure done? Uh, on Thursday. But okay, well you you had yesterday and and earlier today to get a an, an official pirate eye patch. With like a little skull and crossbones it's on it. It's got to have the it's gauze like black... and then the glass case. It looks really, really silly. You guys saw the picture of it uh, that I sent on Thursday. I thought it looked great. It, yeah, I thought really? it looked okay. fantastic. Well, yeah. uh, I'll tweet it out later and we'll get everybody's opinion. No. I'm not <laughs> anything, I'm not anything to look at now. Get the friggin' yeah. eye patch, Cook. No excuses. Here, I'm going to wear a mask <laughs> over my eye. <laughs> there you well, go. Well, you guys talking about Brady, you know, because in this game, Brady, had, there was 18 incompletions in this game. But did, did did can you think of a pass that Brady like actually missed, like where a guy was wide open and he just missed yeah, him? You know what I mean? Like where a guy was he open threw it and, like, out of bounds, you know, for sure. You know, um, right? He threw it away. 
probably three or four times, three times in the first like dr- first drive of the game, he threw right. away. Um, you know where, and I thought, you know, again, like from what I could see from the horrendous replays given us by NBC all night, which drives me terrible. absolutely insane. Terrible. I mean, it's not terrible, dude. How do we not get the Joe Haig get his ass kicked extra point? We saw Chris Godwin's touchdown three times. Two times we, before that we had the commercial coming back from commercial, but we don't see a crucial extra point block. Right. We never got to see the two point conversion again. We just right. saw a lot. I mean, I just I don't yeah. get it. Anyway, but I thought from what I could see from what they did show us that nobody's open in the in those red zone. That was one area where Washington did well. But we I don't I mean, are we underselling it? Like Washington legitimately had like they were in the top three or four in every defensive category, basically. I mean, that matters in the league. They're in the top. I wrote, I mean, every one down, and we did them on the on the preview podcast. They were, this is an elite defense. There's no, I, I mean, you know, again, like you can say, oh, they played this team, but I mean, they played good teams. They played playoff teams, and they played great on defense. Like, I mean, the, the, I just, I think the Bucks did, and I honestly, I think the Bucks should have more than. I mean, they should have more than thirty-one points tonight. They, you know, they oh, yeah, shoot sure. themselves in the foot for not having more than yeah. thirty-one. So again, like we're going about to talk about this defense, I know, and and it was terrible. And but I just think that if this offense plays to their potential, doesn't drop all the balls that they dropped, and executes a little bit better in the red zone, I just think they can beat anybody in the playoffs. Now, you know, obviously, we've got to talk about the defense because yeah. guys, right. honestly, guys, Scott, did anybody play? Yeah, go ahead. let's let's talk right here um, with with the super chat. Let's bring this back up. Craig Kurtzman, okay. SMB now Rod Toast Jones. You might not know who know who Rod Toast Jones is, John, but Mark, tell him who Rod Toast Jones from SMU is. Yeah, he was a second round draft pick uh, in in or late for. I think he was a second round draft pick in yeah. in the mid eighties. Um, believe in the Lehman Bennett eighty eighty six. I believe was the year. Um, no, he's not Rod Toast Jones because he hasn't been beat for 80-yard touchdowns on a regular basis. Rod Toast Jones was a guy that just, you know, his feet was st- were stuck in cement at times, and guys just blew past him. <laughs> Sean Murphy Bunting is is getting beat for touchdowns, but at least they're not 80-yard ones. But uh, yeah. it is very frustrating to see the way that he played. I mean, listen, I was I was all excited to uh, to see him make the most impressive list with that interception right out of the gate. Um, yeah. But boy, he sure finds him way back, finds can find a way to get back on the right. most. And really, to the to the second part of Craig's point, why does Tampa go empty set on second and short? It takes to run off the menu, guys. In our Peter Report group chat, I said yeah. the exact yeah. same thing. Like, yep. why why are you going empty in second and two? That's just idiotic, right? I, well, I, I'm hold on. I'm not I'm not trying to nitpick this, John, but it's, yeah, it's idiotic. Second and two. Um, it, it it's it's really second and two is a rundown. At least you want to give the threat of the run, and we know that Tom Brady's not going to do a quarterback draw, quarterback sneak up the middle on on right. that down. I, I don't like the call on second and two. Um, and the the other thing is is I don't like Bruce Arians going for two, chasing points because at, at multiple points throughout the game, yep. the yep. Bucks should have been up by nine, not yep. eight. Right. I, I think agree. he really put his team in jeopardy. But, I mean, if you want to get two, do it in the fourth quarter when you might need it, right? right. When, yeah. when, when the, the situation dictates, hey, we really need to get two points here, right? You don't need it in the first quarter. Right. It's just dumb. Right. I, mean, I was surprised to see Frank Reich do that in the fourth quarter today, though, when the, when the Colts were kind of making their comeback against the Bills going for it. I mean, I guess he was playing to win, not to tie, but um, and it mm-hmm. ended up not hurting him because um, – 
they still ended up where it was a, I believe, a three-point game. But I was like, what? I, I don't, I don't understand the analytics on that. We need uh, Tom Bassinger on to explain that. Stuff. No, we don't. We'll, we'll <laughs> never have to find that. Have Tom Bassinger we'll, on. We'll the never podcast. have that son of a bitch on this podcast. <laughs> Not happening. Wow. Not wow. happening. I don't have any experience to draw from here. I'm just going off of what y'all say, but, um, but no, I mean, honestly, guys, I think, you know, in this game, I was a little bit nervous about how much they were running the ball on first down, but they ran it really well. They ran it efficiently. And so it was hard for me to hate a lot on the process. Um, You know, again, like I think I've always said the process over the results And in this game, I could see why they were doing what they were doing. I mean, Washington is going to play a lot of two high safeties. And at some point, you have the numbers advantage in the box. You want to try and run the football into those looks, but not fall in love with it so much that you get away from from the first down throwing in the play action. Seemed like they went play action a lot. You know, um, get caught up in the game some and you start stop taking notes. But it seemed like play action was really effective for them. Uh, when they when they went to it and so I think that again though they still did enough of the things that really worked for them um, and that have worked for them since they turned it around coming out of the bye that they were able to be successful I am I'm yeah I I honestly guys how much they got people open against Washington is really impressive I mean horizontally how much did they attack the middle of the field. We said it on this show. We said, right. A lot more than I thought. I mean, again, it was, what we said on the show was that Evans deep plays over the top would probably be hard to come by, but a lot, the comebacks in the, in the deep curls, those were what it was. He was basically what happened in the game. And then the, the crossing routes, the middle of the field with, we said Gronk, it ended up being break because Gronk, they had him in pass a lot of the time when he played, Um, but Bray, they ended up using him in the middle of the field and honestly Godwin in the middle of the field too. I know he had all the drops, but he still ended up with five catches for 79 yards and obviously all you know the drops too. So in the middle of the field there, they feasted those getting in behind yeah. the Washington linebackers who were their weak spot in coverage and being able to pick those guys apart. Uh, when they drop back, Brady hit him underneath to Godwin or the running backs. And so Brady just saw the field extremely well tonight. He knew where he needed to attack with the football there. It was, you know, honestly, it was really all there for Brady. It was just a matter of execution. And Mark, uh, our super chat here from Jonathan, who asks, uh, did this game prove the value of Devin White to the defense? Thanks for the great t- content and go Bucks. You know, I was I, I I love Kevin Mentor, and I know you do too, Scott. Uh, great guy. Uh oh, uh, got it. Might have some connection issues guy. here. Stand yeah, by. You were frozen a little bit. Am I okay? Yeah, yeah you're fine. I yeah, John Scott. was frozen. So, but um, yeah, no, I, I think this game really showed that you know Kevin Mentor is a, a very good backup linebacker, yeah. but he's not an impact linebacker, and we saw him completely whiff. On a on a tackle on on the quarterback um, yeah. that I think Devin White absolutely clotheslines that oh, the yeah. quarterback yeah. takes Devin just doesn't have the wheels anymore. And right. listen, I, I I thought that he played well in the first quarter, yeah. and he's an older guy. I think he just kind of ran out of gas, right? Yeah. But he played well. He got the tip on the Sean Murphy bunting uh, interception. Um, but I just thought as the game went on, he yeah. just just got gassed, and 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 I think I think that that we really saw. Devin White, especially on those 46 yards and the touchdown scramble by Heineke, that's really where they missed Devin White's sideline to sideline speed mark. You yeah, agree? No, I agree. And uh, so, I'm going to be honest. You guys were, I mean, I, I, I said that Joe you know, Devin White up and down you know, this season, and I've said other things, and I think they're true, but 
I agree that he was really missed tonight, and I'm actually think that it'll be really helpful for this defense when he's back. I mean, you mentioned the pressure, and that's a big part of it. But he just finished his plays in space. The Bucks defense looked a lot slower without him on the field. He's probably got the most elite speed for a linebacker in the league. And yeah, I mean, he definitely messes up and makes mistakes too. But you just want—I mean, he, again, it's a splash play thing. You know, when you're yeah. not a great defense, and the Bucks are clearly not a great defense. You want guys that make some splash plays. He may not make them in coverage, but he makes them as a pass rusher and he makes them in the run game, 15 tackles right. for a loss this season. So you want guys like that uh, because you really are only going to succeed if you're the Bucs when you get teams you know, behind the chains early on. I mean, that's really what we're hoping. So, you know, so, so that, John, to me, that's the only way. So, John and Mark, let, let's answer Ellie's uh, question here. So appreciate mm-hmm. the super chat. Thank you. How many sacks does Devin White have if he's in for Minter tonight? I, I say he's got at least one. Yeah, he has one. Yeah, I one or two. So. Well, he, you know that one that Heineke got away and got down the right sideline early in the game. I mean, Minter just couldn't catch him. I just think Devin White catches him. He might miss yeah. a tackle, but <laughs> I think he catches him. Uh, but yeah, no, he. I mean, he, they could get guys through the a gaps. I mean, I don't know if you all saw, but Levante David made a splash play late in the game. Uh, that was a big sack on the last drive of the game. I just didn't know if. People were taking notes on uh, Levante David's splash play meter to see if that was where it typically where it needed to be. But uh, I thought that uh, that was a play that maybe uh, was, might might show up in a game changer article here or there. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll have to have to see. We'll have to worry well, about it. Maybe get some votes from you guys. Well, on let's that. let's get to uh, another super chat. These are really coming in tonight. Thank you so much for your support, uh, Bucks fans. Uh, Eric Cullison, uh, a longtime friend of Peter Report and to uh, the Peter Report podcast with the Super Chats. So does Todd Bowles just not watch film and go into each week saying my defense eventually will beat your offense? I just don't understand how we consistently let guys get so open. Um, the, the one thing I will say tonight, and I don't want to make excuses, but Jason Pierre-Paul is literally playing on one leg, and that's frightening because he's not nearly as effective as he was earlier in the season when he was healthier, but that, that knee injury is for real. I mean, he's just not making the plays. There's not the closing speed. And, and you almost you almost see him – it's not that he's taking a snap off, but but he's, he's kind of waiting for the right moments to really hit the gas. And he's not the full tilt guy that, that we've seen earlier this year when he's healthy. And Shaq Barrett uh, continues to – to get pushed around and, and, and goes behind and blow contain. And um, I'm just really concerned going forward with this, this lack of pass rush. I mean, it was great. Levante David had, had the, the game clinching sack, but I just don't see uh, enough solid pass coverage mm-hmm. coupled with a solid pass rush from this team. And it, yeah. it, this is a far cry from, um, you know, from, from the Packers game you know, back at the, the beginning of the season or, or even the Lions game, which was a little bit fluky because, you know, they, they had a, a screwed up uh, coaching staff that game with COVID. They, they had a, a, you know, backup quarterbacks in when Stafford yeah. was out. I, I, I just mean, I got some real concerns about this defense, whether they go up against the Saints or even the Rams, to be honest. Right. I mean, you're right. Like It just isn't good enough for the passers right now, you know, and I – I know I hear what you're saying about Jason Pierre-Paul, and I agree. Like you know, he and by the way, somebody said they didn't know he was hurt. He's been on the injury report all season, really limited practice, yeah. but he plays every week. He just hasn't practiced a ton. I mean, it's yeah, a so chronic. It's, it's a chronic thing with that knee. I mean, he, yeah, he it was it was a situation even last year where you know he he missed at least one day or two days of practice 
um, just to try and keep that knee healthy. And that's after yeah. he came back after missing the first six right. games or whatever it was. Yeah. So yeah, it's, just, it's, it's just, you know, it's something that, that is just he's going to have. Uh, Devin, I think Devin White's got to come back like a man possessed. Yes. Uh, oh, I agree. He, he has got it to come and be the pass rush next week for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Did yeah. He, has, he his, has to be uh, huge. Did you see his tweet? I saw his tweet. He declared himself. He, yes. he brought himself off the COVID list. <laughs> yes, he did. He, uh, <laughs> I breaking, retweeted breaking from, news from report. Get Live Channel 45. We have activated Devin White from the crazy <laughs> COVID 19 list. I'm ready to practice, man. Let's work. So, uh, that's yeah, funny no but they'll need him i mean honestly yeah. because scott you mentioned this kind of offhand but i'm really not sure what's going on with shaq barrett tonight man uh maybe yeah. he's hurt maybe he's playing through some i'm not sure i mean Something's there were several not right plays, where, several not plays right where he just stood there. like he yeah. just didn't i mean there was nothing there was there was just yeah. not the energy and he's a he's a try hard guy and it just seemed like he just totally ran out of steam i'm not sure what the issue is i'm gonna yeah. watch for it especially when i watch it on tape i'm not using the soft word to like don't don't be yeah. saying that I'm saying that about him at all. I'm just saying that there were several times tonight where the play wasn't complete and he was just kind of turning it off. Um, and, and it was, and yeah. I don't know if he's banged up or if he's gassed or, I mean, at this point in the season, they really need him to play every snap, but they just need him to play a lot better than he did tonight and, and finish, finish. You know, that was the big thing when they did get there, they weren't finishing uh, as a pass rush. And so, yeah, the interior guys I hear about Sue and Nacho had the one win, but I mean, let's just be honest. Those guys are not, the game changer, you know, you wouldn't need a pass rush with your four man passers looking at JPP and Shaq, and that's just the reality with Vay out. So, yes, I'm concerned. I really don't think that this defense has the horses to hold up right now. Like they think that they need they need some overhaul on the defensive front. I mean, obviously, getting Vaya back will help. I'm not saying you can't bring back Sue, but you need to get younger and more athletic yeah. and more explosive up front. You need to prioritize pass rush. Stopping the run is great. But eventually, Taylor Heineke is going to carve off, and that's not, you know, and then imagine what better quarterbacks will do. And so but, it's. But this offense is good enough, John, that I th- still think they can outscore teams. I mean, is they can. Yeah, it, as they mediocre can. as the defense. Yeah. I mean, and, and I don't, I know we talked about Brady and you look at his final stats, they look good, but there was one point in the game he was 12 of 25. And yes, there were some drops in there, uh, but the offense just wasn't clicking. And we get into that third quarter, and it just, you know, he and the receivers looked a little bit off at times. Um, you know, I think the offense can play even better than they did, and they scored 31 points tonight against the defense who hadn't given up more than 20 points in the last seven games. I mean, yeah. this is this defense on the front four is just as good, if not better, than what they'll see from the Saints next week or the Bears. Um, we have, we've talked about physical fronts have, have been mm-hmm. the Achilles heel of this football team, the Rams, right. the Chiefs, and the Saints twice. Uh, in the Bears and uh, yeah. but, but Mark, I, Mark, listen it's it's a great performance by by the offensive line except for Ted Larson right and and what are you going to put Aaron Stinney in there or Joe Haig like I, I don't think they can win with Ted Larson next week I would um, put Taylor Grizz Jenkins in there right now at this point at least at least he could like you know get in a four-point stance and just bear crawl and take out their legs and do all that kind and of just stuff. start gnawing on their knee caps. yeah yeah just gnawing their calves. Uh, TB4, uh, sorry, TB Teams 4 with the 499 Super Chat. Thank you. How does Kappa's injury impact this O line going forward? Um, it's not good. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not I mean, good because Kappa was playing can, really, really well. You can give right. tackles help, but you can't give guards help. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. you, you can't yeah. you can't bring Joe Hagan as an extra guard, in other words. You know what yeah. I mean? So um, that that is. Concerning. I would almost rather see Aaron Stinney in there. Yeah, I mean, 
I I'm open to open too. competition this week, really, yeah. between oh, yeah. Stinney, Hagel get some reps, and 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 Larson. And listen, Larson didn't come Hague into playing an against ideal the situation. Saints again. Terrifies me. I agree. I agree. Terrifies maybe me. maybe on maybe he's one of those guys that plays better on the right side than the left side. Maybe I mean I'm not Mark kidding when I say that when you watch the Saints game, if you go back and watch yeah. that 38 to three game and you watch yeah. the first five drives. You can't convince me if you ask me to pick which player is most at fault for those first five wise drives. It would be Joe Hay. And, and I I can't beat up Jason Light for really anything he's done this year, but yeah. two point three million for Joe Haig. And again, I, the only thing Haig brings you over Donovan, I mean over over Demar Dotson, is versatility. Demar yeah. wasn't a guy that could come in and play guard. Right. But when you're looking at the tackle position as a backup tackle, I mean, right. they could have paid played. Demar would have played for two point three million. All sure. You know, well, yeah, but, but you know what, Mark? The thing is, is is Demar Dotson could not give up nearly as many blocked extra points as Joe Haig. God, so, I, mean, I think I think that's you an know, area. It's, it's, it, I was I was screaming because I, I, I think that's an area P, where Haig clearly P, outperforms Demar Dotson is giving up blocked extra points. P, Kiwi football, you never, you always step down. You're you know what I mean? You use your outside hand to push off, and you step down. You never let a man cross your face on extra point attempts yeah. or field goal attempts. I mean, that is just that's little league football one on one. I just yep. was blown away by that. Mark, um, Nate Pitts wants to know who you're rooting for tomorrow. Winston, as in Jameis Winston, your FSU buddy, or Matt Nagy with the Bears? Yeah, definitely Matt Nagy. Why um, would you yeah. root for Matt Nagy, Mark? What's the impact for the Buccaneers if Matt Nagy and the Bears win? Tomorrow? A home playoff game. Ooh. A home playoff game here. Things can get wild. <laughs> yeah. I don't think – I think I, Trevor Sikama, I think he tweeted at one point, it's one in a million chance that the Bears – Go into New Orleans and win, and, and I agree Agreed. with that. It might be one in five hundred thousand, but either way, it's not very good odds. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely be pulling from me at uh, Niagi. Definitely, you know that Saints game is going to be fascinating. You know, assuming Saints win again um, on a lot of levels, but one of them is just that man. I don't. I'm wonder if Brady's ever lost to a team three times. I mean, he's probably year. never. I can't no. think that he would have because it would have been in his division and. Then he would have had yeah. to have lost to him in the playoffs. Yeah. Right, and he never lost two games to a team. Hey, you, you know what, guys? Listen, I, I just want to just interject here real quick. Um, I, I like the fact that the Bucks won tonight. I didn't like the fact that they didn't cover the spread. I'm just going to come out and say it. You know, oh. I, I got in on the Bucks, and they didn't cover the spread. And I got in a little bit late because they were they were minus nine earlier in the week. I jumped on when, when I heard that Alex Smith was going to be out. Um, and uh, I went with the minus ten. And and if you if you remember my original score prediction was thirty to twenty, it was pretty close. It was thirty one twenty three. The problem is it was an eight point win by the Bucks, not a ten point win. At least if it was ten points, then I could have uh, at least got my money back. But the thing is, you know what I'm going to do for next week? I'm not sure who I'm going to bet with because we don't know who the Bucks are going to play. Uh, but the place I'm going to bet, guys, it, it's my bookie, right? Mm, of course. It's just that's where I'm going to do it. Too yeah. much of anything is bad, but too much sports is barely enough. With that in mind, say hello to January 2021 from an expanded NFL playoffs. And how much fun was today? Three playoff games. We're going to do it again tomorrow with three more playoff games. Then you got the BCS National Championship game coming up. 
to the return of the NBA and the NHL, which is right around the corner, Lightning fans. This is truly a great month to be a sports fan. I always tell people to head over to my bookie if they want to add a little excitement to the sports they love and the games they bet on. I don't use my bookie because of some corporate or overlord told me to do it. Uh, I use them because they're the best. They'll hook up, they'll hook you up with a 50% deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. And all you got to do is just use the promo code pewter when you sign up. And that way you can keep the good times rolling. They've got giveaways, free bets, huge contests all year long on my bookie. Uh, matter of fact, I've gotten about 20 bucks worth of free play at different times this year. They, they literally give you free money to bet on. It's it's awesome. It's a great uh, little incentive to get you going. It's simple. Sign up at my bookie, enter promo code pewter, and they're going to match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. Head over to my bookie today, start 2021 off on the right foot. This year, bet with the best, bet with my bookie, and use promo code pewter. Yes, don't use my cookie. A friend of mine actually texted me before the game. Right. He uses my cookie, and he said, uh, Ronald Jones over 61 yards. I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, now, I mean, the good, news is, the good news is he never entered the game. Therefore, it was a wash. He doesn't lose anything there. But if Ronald <laughs> would have come in for one play, he would have been out. Uh, but I did have him uh, take Godwin with 61, more than 61 yards. So. He won a little bit on that. Yeah. Oh, good. Good reminder by Zachary for me to to go back to my point that I was going to make earlier about you know why do I think the Saints blowout game is important for the team? I think it's important because I think Todd Bowles is one of the slowest defensive coaches, maybe coaches in general, to adjust what he does. Of uh, any coach in the NFL, you know, like they win tonight and it's twenty three points, and he can just be like, all right, you know, it was good enough. You know what I mean? And stick with. But the Saints game was so embarrassing because the ball like literally barely hit the ground. They didn't stop the run. They didn't stop the yak. They didn't stop anything that the Saints did that I don't know that he has any choice but to see that game as kind of like a mile marker in the season mm -hmm. and come up with something totally different for the next time. I mean, I just don't know any other way. I mean, the Saints have just destroyed Todd Bowles in, since he's been in Tampa Bay. So uh, to me, it's hard to see – I mean, like I may again, maybe I'm underestimating his stubbornness, which he is a very stubborn coach. Yeah. But I just don't know how you could possibly go into the game with the same mindset. I mean, Aaron said after the game, yeah, the plan was to drop in the zone, you know, and rush four, rush three. You know, yeah. I, I just I'm not sure how you do that again. So to me, it's like, okay, it has to be a like back to the drawing board type of game because the loss was so monumental and so embarrassing that I'm just not sure how you can justify coming out with the same thing again. And so it might be enough to push him into doing things that we haven't seen him do this season, which really is the only hope. I mean, this defense has to do something crazy and and change something up. And maybe it doesn't work, only works for a week, but that's kind of what you have to do at this point because they aren't good enough at the other corner positions, just be honest, especially in this scheme. It's just they're not good enough right now. And Washington's Cam Sims, what did he have tonight? Like a thousand yards. I'm 104 yards for Cam freaking Sims to and he dropped a 30 yarder or whatever. I mean, yeah. so they aren't good enough in any position. I mean, Carlton again, I think he's a good player. He's clearly the best corner again tonight. Almost had a couple pass breakups, got there as the ball arrived, couldn't break him up, did break one or two up. But again, he's playing in this game that's horrible for him. And so yeah. his splits, when you look at him in press man versus off, I'll get the numbers this week just so everybody can be as furious as I am, but I know it's ridiculous. Like the, what, what he given up in press man and his grades in press man compared to the, it's just, so I say all that to say, I don't think that coverage wise, 
it's happening for the Bucks this season unless they get teams behind the stick. So start to encourage some crazy stuff, yeah. come up with something new, and do some things the Saints have never you seen. Because if they don't, Sean Payton's going to destroy You them. know what? It'd be different if the Bucks had some pass rush out of their front four, but they can't generate the pass rush unless they blitz. I mean, he's got one high, one arm tied behind his back, essentially, especially not having Devin White in there today. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, yeah, damned players if didn't you do, damned if you game. don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, the players right. we got, we've got to put some of this on the players and John talking about I stubbornness. I'll say this. Here's a quick story for the, uh, for the old timers like me in 1979 crowd, the 1979, the Buccaneers beat the Rams in the regular season. I believe it was 21 to six. Um, and, and then they played the Rams for the NFC championship game and lost nine to nothing. And at one of the alumni practices a few years ago at one Buccaneer place during training camp, you'll get to see that hopefully this year, John, where they bring the old timers out for a day. But I asked them about that game. I was like, how did you beat a team 21 to six and then lose nine to nothing in the championship game? He says, because our coaches were stubborn. They ran the exact same offense. That's why we didn't score. We, we did the exact same thing. We tried to do the exact same game plan as we did the week before, and, and the Rams coaches were too smart. He said literally the Rams defensive players were calling out the plays before the Buccaneers snapped the ball. I know it's on different sides of the ball, but my whole point of that is is stubbornness will get you beat. And Tony Dungy mentioned it several times tonight that, you know, he he kind of joked about it that Todd Bowles, no, he's gonna do this. He's Todd Bowles does this. He sticks to this and, and this is what is what his MO is, but I'm with you. They've got to try something completely different because if they go into that game with the same defensive game plan they had in the first two games, it's yep. going to end the same way with a loss. You're right. right. And we, we got a super chat here from Prime B. Appreciate that. Next week, does Bulls finally play Ross Cockrell over SMB? What changes can Bulls make to coach a better game next week? John will have the snap counts up tomorrow morning, and we'll see exactly how many snaps because we did see Ross Cockrell out there. But how many snaps that he got versus SMB, and and yeah, why, you know, what while SMB did have an, an interception that came off of a, of a tip pass, it was it was a good you know head, heads up play, but good but, catch, but yeah, not, yeah, not really catch, but, coverage ability. Yeah, but but the coverage ability is certainly uh, an issue, guys. Um, we, we've had uh, a really tremendous time here in the chat tonight. Uh, yeah. It was, it is the, the the witching hour, right? It's it's still midnight, uh, twelve fifty seven Eastern time. We appreciate everybody who's tuned in tonight. Um, so before we get to game balls, views. can I t- before we get to game balls, can yeah. I tell people a few things about the podcast and the show? Yes, let's do it. All right, okay. So the podcast. If you are tuning in and you are like, oh, I'm not subscribed to this podcast. These guys are pretty awesome. I'd like to listen to them more often. We are live four days a week. Typically, we are live after the game like we are now. Then we're live, obviously, the game normally being on a Sunday. Then we're live Monday. Uh, we're going to be live Monday at 7.30 p.m. this week, Wednesday and Thursday. Those are the days that we're live. So Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Wednesday's the preview show for the upcoming game uh, that week. And then Thursday, we usually have a special guest on. Trevor Sycamore was on last week or this past Thursday. It was awesome. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. Hilarious show. Great stuff. Great insight, as always. Um, so that's no- our normal schedule. Go to Pewter Report TV on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Even if you think, oh, I might not watch. These guys are okay. They're average. I might not watch them all the time. Support us by hitting that subscribe button. And then whenever you want to come in and check it out and see if we're still average or if we've upped our game at all, you can come in and check it out. Hit that bell to get the notifications before we go live if you think we're awesome. Um, 
And that way you don't miss the show and you don't have to try and remember when we're on. You can just get notified when we go live. Um, so it's awesome. All of it supports us. The super chat supports us. It all goes to making this podcast and the platform better for y'all. And that's uh, kind of our goal. Another cool thing we're doing is we just partnered with locker room. It's an yeah. app. You can download this app for free and we are going to be doing pre game, like little shows before the game. Taylor and I were on today. We had a bunch of bucks fans in there. It's a cool social audio platform. Fans can come on and you can actually audibly like discuss the, the things with us. So we had fans in there discussing stuff with us today. It was really cool. You got They get to get some questions, talk about their experience. You're watching a Bucks playoff game the last time. It was just cool. It was fun. It's really laid back and casual. We just chat Bucks football and chat being fans in the NFL and stuff like that. So it's, we have a great time with it's right. An it's, an, it's an audio platform, right? So there's yeah. no video or anything. Everybody gets on. It's a really cool interface. It's really easy to use, really actually amazingly simple uh, to use and easy to use. And so you can download that again. Locker Room is the app. You can right. download that. I think it's only available for iOS. Sorry, Android uh, owners right now, but you can download that and you can join us. We're going to be going live before the next Bucks playoff game. We'll be going live. Um, and then at halftime, we'll go live. We did both today and it was great. We had a lot of fun with it. And we'll also be going live. My Bucks briefing that day, I'll have a time that we're going live on that format too. So again, the locker room app, download that app and then follow Pewter Report. If y'all do that, that would mean the world to us. That would be great. We're going to do, be doing some content on there, here and there. Again, it'll be laid back, casual, and fans, you can get on, ask questions, interact with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. So those are some new things going on at Pewter Report. And then, of course, make sure you're going to pewterreport.com, checking out all our content going up tonight and tomorrow morning as well. We're going to have a ton of stuff over there for you all, too. And I, I want to say one thing along those sure. lines, John. Um, you know, we've got 903 right now. A little while ago, we had a thousand people watching. Mm-hmm. There's no way with a thousand people or even 904 as we are right now that some of you guys don't own a business that Pewter Report can help out. Mm-hmm. This is 904 just on this live stream. That doesn't count the downloads and, and, right. and other things like that. Not to mention our web traffic, which set an all-time record last year. And we're on pace to to, to, to start the year off with an even bigger bang with the Buccaneers in the playoffs. Pewter right. Report is running some great specials right now. Even if you don't own the business, maybe you work for somebody and, and you think that we can help them out. Have them get in touch with myself, Scott, or John. It's marketpewterreport.com. It's sr at pewterreport.com. And I don't know what John's email is because I never email him. But John Jay Ledge. Jay Ledge 15. Yeah, that's right. Jay Ledge at gmail.com at gmail.com get mm-hmm. in touch with us and listen even if you don't own the business if you can convince your business to sign up with pewterreport.com we're going to take care of you in some way i don't know what it is we've got some different things we'll hook you up with something even if it's an autograph john ledyard celsius can all right we're going to hook you up we're going to take care of you seriously though uh get in touch with us because and people say well the season's almost over why should i advertise now guess what free agency uh otas all of those things that happened the draft our web traffic's actually bigger in the off season than it, it is really during football. Is. It yep. really is. So, and, and again, we're not just saying this. We have the Google Analytics, and we yep. can't fudge those things. It is what it is. We can show you or show your boss or manager or whoever it is. So have them get in touch with us, please, um, because uh, because we can use the advertising help right now. People are still recovering sure. from COVID, and, and, and we've been affected Mark, by it as well. Speaking of finances, we got to take care of some Super Chats real quick here. Uh, King Anitra do you guys think the TD to Sims was a catch or not? Really quick, I'm going to say yes. To, yes, uh, yes. Not enough evidence to overturn it. Right. For sure. Big earn. Throw. 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 Uh, 
they're almost live too much to be honest and they talk about celsius every five minutes five of five we'll listen again so appreciate you big <laughs> always griping about something and then coming big in it's two is in t-o-o you spelled it wrong sorry uh and then we've got another one here from uh abuzar asif uh out there and uh it was that canadian money ca 699 offense uh impressed uh, impressive missed touchdowns, but can White really fix the poor play by Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean? Poor tackling. They won't beat the Saints or the Rams. I, I, I unless Brady and the offense really are, are humming and and they they can match points and and score touchdowns, not field goals. I have the same concerns you do, and uh, and no, De- Devin White can't fix the poor play by Sean Murphy Bunting. Unless he gets pressure on the quarterback, I mean that's yes. the key. If he if he can bring if he can add some additional pressure, that's that's coverage's best friend, man. Is 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 a pass rush. So mm-hmm. and it's in a roundabout way, he might be able to help a little bit. All right, guys. Here's the moment you've all been waiting for. This is and, and let me let me just tell you this. Here we, we've got uh, we've got game balls like literally a minute or two away. But I will have you guys know. Not only did I chug a Celsius because then it would be going all night right with this podcast. Not only did I chug a Celsius earlier, I also took care of the fellas. That's oh, right. I manscaped no. today. Well, you're the reason the box won. Yeah, well, you're, I'm you're proper German. But I, I do have smooth balls, John. So <laughs> happy New Year's. Pictures or it didn't happen. Uh, no. Happy New no, Year from our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And they're here to help. You have clean balls for the new year. Ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. Happy 2021. Happy win. Happy Buccaneer win, uh, fans. Uh, Spoiler alert, hairy balls are still gross. Step into the new year with the tree standing taller and shave your boys. Manscaped is here to give you the New Year's resolution that you're actually going to want to keep. The perfect package is the the below-the-waist grooming package that you'll need to start off the year strong. Come out of quarantine with the clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0, this bad boy right here. This waterproof, skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third-generation trimmer even has a light right here to shine a light on that promised land and what 2020 could be. It's also the time to freshen up down there for the new year, and they've got a couple of great products that I want to talk to you guys about. This is the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And you know what? It works. Fellas, am I right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Use it. Yeah, it's I'll awesome. Take your word for it. You already put deodorant on your armpits, do you not? Well, uh-huh. then why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for the on-the-go freshness, you're going to love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, which is this guy right here. All right? This is a, a, a oh, yeah. toner spray for on-the-go oh, yeah. Okay. Can you so, show us how that works, Scott? Um, no, I can't don't. right now. Okay. I can't. Push the button. You push the button and it sprays out. That's it. That's oh. it. That's all you need to know. So Do you spray it directly on or you put it in your hand and then, and then and massage it. Okay. Exactly. All right. All right. I, I've, I've done both and it, it works either way. That's the beauty of it. This is, that's why Manscaped makes the best products for your yeah. balls. And, and listen, the cool thing is, is you got this, oh, it right now. Here. it's got this, it goes in here. It's got this, it goes in here. And you know what they call this? They call this the Manscaped Shed. This is the shed where you put all your tools. This is a travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Or you can collect the hair with it. Well, speaking of comfort, Mark, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs that come in 
the Perfect Package 3.0 are included, and they're going to bring your underwear game to the next level. So bring sexy back in 2021. Here's here's the, the beauty of this. John, can we have the banner? Yes, this comment. Maybe you should try some Celsius down there too. Mix it up. No, it burns. I did that. Did you? Yeah, All right. not a good idea. Spilled some in my lap. Don't do that. All right. That, that's the wrong banner. Oh, wrong banner. Sorry. There we go. Yeah. Manscaped. Here we go. Manscaped. Wait, stop. Come on, John. You can there do you it. Go. Get 20% off at the same time. free shipping with the promo code pewter at Manscaped. That's 20% off and free shipping. So, listen, you know what's coming up? Valentine's Day is coming up, right? And your wife or your girlfriend's, what do you want? You know what? She's going to tell you what she wants. Maybe it's time you tell her what you want, which is the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what you want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and tell her, say, hey, baby, honey, you can go to Manscaped, and get 20% off and free shipping by using the promo code Pewter. Your balls will thank you. So that's 20% off free shipping. And I'm going to keep this, this up. We had a couple people take advantage of this. If you want a free Pewter Report t-shirt, we got these in white, gray, black, just uh, all you have to do is, is email me at srpewterreport.com with your proof of purchase. It's not going to have any of your financial information on it. Just forward that email, the confirmation that you took part of this offer, and I'm going to send you a free Pewter Report t-shirt. You can't beat that offer with Valentine's Day around the corner. You had Love to it. bring up beef. Love it. Okay. Great stuff. And somebody, I know somebody said uh, this podcast has to so many advertisements or something. Yeah, that's how we make money. <laughs> and that's yeah, how we can't, we, we can't do this. That's for free. how we provide for our families. Right. Yep. So I mean, we're, yeah, we're gonna have some ads, but we try to make them fun for y'all. We try to make the reads fun, of course, as often. As and, and here's the here's the thing: just try Manscaped. You're gonna like it. I never thought right. in a million years I would like the product. They gave it to us for free, and 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 they, they purchased advertising. We we use it, and it's legit. It's great. I've, I've shared Celsius, hotel rooms with Celsius Scott. He's, he's he's needed manscaping for years. So I I do. You don't know that for a fact. I you've we've never we've, seen my you've never seen my fellas. We've shared yeah. we shared rooms in Mobile in London. We've uh, we've shared rooms in Orlando. Uh, yeah, no, we've shared a lot of rooms <laughs> together. He's really kept track of a shared room thing. <laughs> All right, we got to get to our game balls, fellas. It's time. Yes, it is time. Offensively, Mark, kick us off. I know who, I already know who you're going with. No, you don't. I think I do. I want to go with Mike Evans, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go with Cam Ron Brait. I knew it. I knew that's who Did you, you were know going that? with. Oh, um, yes. That's your number boy. one. Number one, I'm a big fan of Cam. He's he's as kooky and as eccentric as as, as Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski he just doesn't get the airtime that Rob gets. He's a good dude, but he's just a steady guy, man. He's just one of those core glue guys that you need, and they haven't utilized him very much this year, and with Rob Gronkowski having to take on more blocking responsibilities and, and maybe even a little bit of a decoy, um, the the the, the Redskins, I didn't mean to say that, the Washington football team had definitely were not game planning at all for Cam Brate, and I thought he was huge tonight uh, with some third down catches, some other catches, and um, I hate that he dropped that one ball. I think it was a bad pass by Brady, but well, you know, whatever, a little off target. But uh, Cam will make that catch nine out of ten times. So, so Cam Brate gets my game ball offensively. Defensively, this one's a lot tougher, guys. I'm I'm going to just state the obvious and go with Levante David because I think I wrote it in my preview and prediction, or maybe it was the mailbag that hopefully. You know, I've been waiting for Levante David an opportunity to show the rest of the country how good of a linebacker that he is. 
Um, and he did tonight. He had that splash play, John, that I've been saying has kind of been missing, and Scott and I have been saying missing. And um, and I even said, you know, I hope maybe with Devin White out, Todd Bowles unleashes uh, Levante David. I wish he would have done it a little bit earlier in the game, maybe. But um, but they need him back in coverage a little bit more because he is the best coverage linebacker. So uh, Levante David gets my game ball along with my man Ron Brake. All right. Can I, you want me to go next, Scott? So you can close this. Yeah, you All got right. it. Cambray played a great game. So did Mike Evans. So did Donovan Smith. A lot of guys you could say they deserve game balls. Tom Brady's getting the game ball because Tom Brady's amazing. And if Tom Brady isn't here, the Bucs don't win a playoff. The Bucs aren't in the playoffs. And he's the most valuable player on the team. And in this game, he was the most valuable player. I mean, you time after time after time, it felt like one of those games that was going to get away from the Bucs, the Keyshawn Bomb fumble. You're just like, what is going on here? You know, Washington goes down. They score, make it 20, 22 or whatever it was. I don't remember. 23 or I don't remember. 20, 23, I think it was. Brady comes back, makes a play. Brady comes back, makes a play. Brady comes back, makes a play. I mean, again, even the 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 pass to Godwin was wide open, obviously, on that. But again, it's like those types of plays like get you back in a field goal range after the sack and gotten them back in the field goal range. He just knows how to manage and treat the game and play situational football. And again, like in the red area, they obviously struggled tonight, but it wasn't Brady's fault. You know, he puts the the ball on Godwin and Godwin doesn't catch. He puts the ball on Braid and Braid doesn't catch it. And even the Gronk in the back of the end zone, you know, I think you know, that was a play where nobody's really open. He still throws a catchable ball to a guy that's totally covered. He can't get his feet down. It happens. But again, like I just think Brady doesn't miss opportunities there. He doesn't turn the ball over. He converts their downs um, and he makes big plays down the field. It's just, you know, other than not being super mobile, it is hard to really think of what Brady is is missing right now. And what's crazy, guys, I watched this get the games in football today. Uh, and you saw even the Russell Wilson didn't play well. Unreal throw to DK Metcalf outside of structure, back across his body for a touchdown. I know he didn't play well in the game. That throw I watched was like, what in the world? Like, this is just unbelievable. How many times Josh Allen get out of the pocket, make a throw on the move? Just like a, I mean, it's just like he, they have a physical ability to do things that are unbelievable to watch. Brady never really had that. And yet, John, I think you're breaking up there. Yeah, John, you're going to have yeah. to feed John. What he's doing. Yeah, John, you're. you're yeah, John, you're getting digitized there, my friend. I'm going to jump in. Did you guys lose yeah. me for a minute there? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to feed that hamster that uh, powers the uh, <laughs> Wi Fi down in Y Mama a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, you had you had robot John effect going on there in your voice. Um, I I'm going to jump in with with my game balls, um, and I I I, I got to give two on the offensive side. I got to give one to Donovan Smith, and I got to give one to Mike Evans, uh, because both those guys were just absolute, um, just dominant out there today. I mean, for for Chase Young to call out Tom Brady and he wants Tom Donovan Smith said no, sir. Absolutely not. He was like the bouncer that, that uh, Chase Young wanted to get in, club Tom Brady, and Donovan Smith was the bouncer at the door that said, no, not today. Sorry, my friend. Uh, so I thought he did a, a fantastic job. And you look at Chase Young, three tackles, Mark, three, yeah. no sacks. And I thought that Donovan really played. It was really, really just, I, I think, uh, um, one of Donovan's best performances of all time. Yeah. Uh, was very effective in the run game. 
outstanding at pass protection, locked in the whole game. The focus was there. Um, just a brilliant game from Donovan Smith. And, and Mike Evans, the warrior, six catches, 119 yards, uh, long of 35. So it was it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, on, on the defensive side, I'm going to skip a defensive game ball because the defense sucked. It just did. I'm a defensive guy, and when you suck on defense like the Bucks did, you don't get a game ball from me. But Ryan Suckup, how about that guy? Ryan Suckup, uh, perfect last week. Would have been perfect if not for Joe Haig. The uh, the point blocking machine on the um, on the offensive line, uh, allowing an extra point to get blocked. Uh, Ryan Suckup started the game with a 29 yard field goal, had a 23 yard field goal, a 38 yard field goal, a 37 yard field goal, uh, four four from field goals, hit every other extra point uh, out there, and uh, you know I, I think this guy is just an absolute money kicker, one of Jason Light's best free agent signings. And so he's going to get my other game ball. Going all in on him. Yeah. Sorry about breaking up there, guys. I don't. By know the way, Matt on. Gay three for three today for the Rams. I know. Sean McVay yeah. says we found our long term solution at kicker. But I will give <laughs> I will give uh, Aikman or whoever it was uh, Joe Buck. Uh, I don't remember who was doing the game today. I think it was uh, it was CBS. But they said uh, I don't know. Well, I don't remember who it was. But anyway, their point was um, um, they did at least give the Buccaneers credit, saying he was drafted by the Buccaneers in the fifth round. By the way, I didn't get to do a defensive game ball because I was okay. breaking up there, but I completely agree with Scott. Defense sucked, so I'm not going to give it to him. I, Levante had made a couple plays down the stretch. He did, but I did not think it was Levante's best game up until that point either. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not going to even give it to anybody. But just to show that I'm fair, Cook, there you go. and I'm not just going off splash plays. I know he made the splash play. It'd be easy for me to fall back on it. Let not going to do it. Tackles again today. He did. He, yeah. he played. He played as well as anyone. And he I wasn't just. Much I assume that we have to do it. I didn't know we right. could skip. No, it's fair. It's fair. Sorry. It's fair. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm just so mad. He at the was defense. the best of a bad defense. How yes, about that? I agree with that. I agree with that completely. That's like saying I'm the best looking guy in Plant City. It's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, it may be true, but it's nothing that I can really put a feather in my cap to say. There you go. True. Yeah. All right. So the Bucks are playing, and we don't know who they're playing next in the next round of the playoffs. But yes, you we do, do know. Yeah, we do. yeah, we we got it. We know who they're going to play. But <laughs> you 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 will have us no matter what, no matter who they're playing. You'll have Are we us. We'll primetime this week oh, too. Primetime, baby. Primetime. Playoff yeah. primetime. Yep, seven thirty p.m. on Monday, on Wednesday, and on Thursday uh, this upcoming week. We'll have shows for y'all. Monday will be Q and A. We'll take as many questions as we possibly can. Uh, the show is amazing tonight. We hope it's amazing Monday. We'll get as much of that in as we possibly can. And then uh, Wednesday we'll preview the upcoming game against whoever their opponent is. And then uh, Thursday, we'll have guests on. We'll talk about some things in depth, especially breaking down maybe even some tape and some some numbers from uh, the Bucks' victory over Washington and kind of the direction they've continued to move in offensively uh, since the bye week. So fun and exciting times to be a Bucks fan. we got another week of football to break down. Can't wait for it, fellas. Until next time, thanks so much for listening to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out. Out.